0: That uh, picture, if we have time today, that picture actually uh, means uh, a lot more than what we recognize. You have to understand why he was wearing that particular jacket, um, why that horse looked the way it did, what the mountain was. That's a volcano. What that mountain is, what that mountain has always meant. Uh, to um, uh, north koreans uh, this is not something that he usually does just on before major decisions this is a family thing um, his grandfather looked exactly like that on the back of a horse before a uh, before he started the uh, war on japan uh, his father did the same thing and um, and now he's doing it we don't know what he's Uh, looking at. All right, losing your hair really sucks. I want you to talk to uh, Keeps. I want you to go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Keeps is this website where you don't have to go to the doctor. They've got an online doctor for you just to take some pictures of your head uh, and they will get the right uh, the right medicine for you to be able to to not lose your hair and in some cases grow your hair back it's a great website i want you to check it out keeps k-e-e-p-s dot com slash beck
1: the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program
0: Things in Washington are absolutely insane. Just insane. Uh, the, these people are acting uh, as, if, as if they're serving us, and they are not serving us. There was a temper tantrum by Pelosi and Schumer and accusations back and forth. Meanwhile, Schiff yesterday was, was leaning on the EU ambassador, trying to get him to say something that he wouldn't say. He didn't believe, this is just a crock. And the real villain, quite honestly, is the press. The press this morning used a, well, let let me just, let me just uh, share with you the headline on Elijah Cummings. Democratic leader and regular Trump target dies at 68. (sighs) did the president shoot him we know we're not supposed to use the word target what do they mean by that the villainy continues we talk about it in one minute
1: this is the Glenn Beck
0: Program. Okay, I'm a big advocate of privacy. Uh, yesterday we talked to you about things that you just don't want to do anymore. When you Just don't make the peace sign. Don't put your hands up when you take a picture. Because now people can steal your fingerprints. We told you about what was happening in Japan. I'm a really big advocate on security. I don't have Echo. I don't have Nest. I don't have Google Home for a reason. I know they're watching and listening. Okay, that's used to sound paranoid, but they have admitted it. What's wrong with us? Okay, when I heard about Simply Safe that they were developing a camera for your home, I called up the owner of Simply Safe. Well, he's not the owner anymore, uh, but he is the the founder, CEO, and the head designer. and And I said to him, "What are you doing, cameras? I mean, that's like I mean, I appreciate that, but what are you doing to?" for paranoid people like me. And he said, paranoid people like you, I'm just as paranoid as you are. You know, they have admitted it. I'm like, okay, good. We're on the same page. He said, Glenn, this is about 18 months, uh, almost two years behind schedule because of that fear. He said, I put it in my home and I didn't like having a camera in my home. He said, so I wanted to make sure that I knew when the camera was on and when the camera was off. He said, so you can shut it off and you can turn it on. But when it comes on, he said, we've spent almost two years and I don't know how much money testing to get the right piece of metal that goes down in front of the camera. And you hear it close and open. And he did that because he feels the same way I do. These people care about your security, not just the people breaking in, but the people that have nefarious uh, uses for all of their devices in your home they are the real deal and simply safes attention to detail is unparalleled unparalleled as is their service for $15 a month with no contracts no hidden fees it is affordable and state-of-the-art. You own the system. Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to SimplySafeBeck.com. You get a free HD security camera when you order. That's $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and the video evidence of somebody trying to get into your house. And this is what makes the police arrive at your house in seven minutes when everyone else's security system has them arrive in 45 minutes. It's really amazing. Do your own homework. Find out all about it at SimplySafebeck.com. That's simplysafeback.com. Elijah Cummings has passed away. Now, Elijah Cummings is, is, has never been a guy that I've agreed with politically, but I have had respect for Elijah Cummings and what he has accomplished in his life. Um, let, me just, let me just give you a little bit here. Democratic congressman from Maryland who gained national attention for his principled stands on politically charged issues in the House, his calming effect on anti-police riots in Baltimore... Uh, He died Thursday morning at Gilchrist Hospital Care, Johns Hopkins affiliate in Baltimore. He was 68 after ongoing an unspecified medical procedure. The Democratic leader did not return to his office this week, according to The Sun, a statement from his office says he passed away due to complications concerning a longstanding health challenge. Mr. Cummings was the chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee and a leading figure in the Trump impeachment inquiry. Born to a family in southern uh, to uh, southern sharecroppers and Baptist preachers, he grew up in a racially fractured Baltimore in the 50s and 60s. At 11, at 11, he helped integrate a local swimming pool while being attacked with bottles and rocks. Perry Mason, the popular TV series about fictional defense lawyer, inspired him to enter the legal profession. Many men in my neighborhood were going to do refor- were going to reform school. Uh, though I didn't uh, completely know what reform school was, I knew that Perry Mason won a lot of cases. I also thought that these young men probably needed lawyers. He became the youngest chairman of the Legislative Black Caucus, yada, yada, yada. He has been a force for good much of his life. He has also taken stands uh, as a legislator that I disagree with. But I just... I just, I think this is an insult from the Washington Post. Washington Post, Representative Elijah Cummings, Democratic leader and regular Trump target dies at 68. You know, I was a target of the president. He was a target of mine for a while. If I die today and somebody writes about that in the headline, really, that's what my life was worth? My life was worth that? I'm not 68. He was 68. He's done many, many things that I can't even come close to accomplishing. And that's the way the Post honors him? I think it's an insult. Our condolences to his family. And it is a loss to the country. Now, let me talk about the Post and the mainstream media. He was a regular Trump target? What do you mean by that? Are you saying the president was targeting him? Did the president kill him? It's an undisclosed problem. Was he shot by the president? Because I know we're not supposed to use the word target. Oh, we learned our lesson, didn't we? Mainstream media. We don't ever use the word target as as some way of saying, hey, we should look into this, or we should focus our energies here, or we're talking about this particular person. No, no. In the mainstream media, we all learned our lesson that targeting somebody only means killing them. Now, I hope, Washington Post, that you understand by using the words target that Trump targeted him. You are encouraging somebody out there to target him still. I hope they have security on the gravestone because somebody might just shoot it up, even though he's already dead, because you use the word target. Seems ridiculous, doesn't it, Washington Post? I am so tired. It's a waste of energy to talk about these people, to talk about their hypocrisy. I listened to the New York Times Daily this morning. I, blood was shooting out of my eye. I want you to know the only reason why I listen to it, the only reason why I read this crap is so you don't have to. I want to know what the other side is saying. I want to understand their argument. I want to understand where they're coming from, and they just can't see their own hypocrisy. Go ahead. Call me a hypocrite on anything. Oh, Glenn Beck, he was against Donald Trump when he was was running. Now his business was falling apart, and so he... No, that wasn't it. I told you during the campaign. If the guy is doing these policies... I'll be the first to say it. I don't sign on for everything on Donald Trump. I think the guy is a really flawed human being. You'll notice Donald Trump doesn't retweet any of the, anything that we've done. He's not even mentioned the chalkboard, which is a great help to him. You know why he doesn't? Because he doesn't trust me. I'm not in his pocket. Hmm. Isn't that a wonderful place to be? Yes. You know why the Washington Post doesn't like to do things? You know why, why uh, Google is, is changing the algorithm to keep things that I produce out of the mainstream? Because they don't trust me. They don't know if I'm an ally or an enemy. What a wonderful place to be. You know how you get there? You call balls and strikes. The hypocrisy this morning of the New York Times to talk about how we We've been predicting this, all of the things. I mean, honest to God, they sounded like they were all of a sudden into predictions. We know they don't like predictions. We know that that's conspiracy theories. If you just take things and do math and take people at their word, you you can't talk about those things. Those are crazy ideas. No, no, no. Today they were talking about Syria and Turkey and how they predicted all of this. This was so easy to see. Really, was it? Yeah. Everybody on earth, including the White House, saw this mess coming. Everybody saw that. What you'll forget is that many of us, a long time ago, in almost a dream world now, it's so far away I can't even remember it. What was his name? Did they even have sound and talkies in the movie theater when Barack Obama was in office? Do you remember when some of us said, don't get into bed with these Kurds? These Kurds are not the Kurds in Iran, or I mean in in Iraq. These are bad Kurds. These are communist Kurds. These are terrorist Kurds. And John McCain stood up and told all, all of us, oh, no, these are good guys. I remember being on the air at the time saying, no, these aren't good guys. These are bad guys. And we're going to do the same damn thing that we did in Afghanistan with Osama bin Laden. We're going to teach them. We're going to arm them. And they're going to turn against us. Don't do it. Bad. Do you remember? You know what? Ugh, ugh. Do you know what the New York Times actually said today? What you have to understand is the Middle East doesn't like a vacuum. If, if you destabilize, if you destabilize a region, well, somebody will, will grow to fill that. Really? Like in Egypt? Like in uh, Libya? Like in Syria? Like in Iraq and Afghanistan, yeah, it only took us two countries to figure it out. You on the left still haven't figured it out. No, you do now. You say you do now. But you're only saying that because it's a way to go against Donald Trump. If you want to go against Donald Trump, go against him on something real and something that is actually something you believe in. Oh, we've got to stop. We have to end these wars. Barack Obama is so wonderful. He wants to end these wars. What do you mean pulling out of Iraq would cause all kinds of problems? No, we have to. He's just trying to bring the troops home. Oh, and then there was problems. Well, of course there's going to be problems, but we have to end these wars. Here's a guy who actually is a dove. Here's a guy his whole life. There's two things I know Donald Trump believes. Well, three himself. He believes in himself. Got it. Two, he believes in trade wars. Got it. He's believed in his whole life. Number three, he doesn't believe in war. His whole life, he has been against almost every war we've ever seen in my lifetime. And he's been on the record So he's your dove, Left. He's the one you've been looking for. He's actually doing what Barack Obama promised he would do. And now you don't like it? Oh, yes, because the Middle East, you know, it doesn't like a vacuum. Really? Why don't you tell that to Hillary Clinton when she said, We came, we conquered, he died about Gadi, about uh, um, Ghan. What's his name in Libya? Gaddafi. Why don't you talk to her about that? Why don't you talk to, uh, why don't you talk to, uh, what was her name? Samantha. She's the, the, the wife of the woman, uh, the wife of the guy who uh, wrote Nudge. I haven't talked to her, talked about her for a while. Samantha, somebody or other. Cass Sunstein's wife. She was the one who was pushing. For the instability. Don't talk to me about this, Google and Facebook. You're the ones who intentionally lit the Middle East on fire. And don't, don't say you didn't, because we know, because you were very, very proud of the role you played in the Arab Spring. So don't, please... If you want to come to me and say, hey, we were part of this, like I will. I'll come to you. Hey, I I was actually for the war in Iraq because I know that the real danger there is Iran. And I thought we were going to pop the head of the snake. Well, it didn't turn out that way. Boy, I was wrong. Have you heard anybody in the media say that about the Arab Spring, about Libya, about Syria, about getting into bed and arming these people? No, of course not. Because they're all frauds. I know why I'm listening to them. I'm listening to them because that's part of my job. I just don't know why other Americans still listen to them. I want to tell you about George. He lives in Ohio, and George is very much like me in one way. He, he's an architect, and he still likes to do everything with a pencil. I, I tell you, I walk into places now, and I'm like, could I get a pad of paper and a pencil, please? And People are like, What? Okay, grandpa. It's like we don't make them even anymore. I like to handwrite things. I love fountain pens and I love to handwrite things. Um, But I, for a long time, I couldn't. I couldn't write on the chalkboard. That's why we're just starting to do chalkboards. You want to know when I'm feeling really good? We do chalkboards. I wasn't doing chalkboards. If you watch the show, I I wasn't doing them. We had animated chalkboards, and that was because I couldn't hold the chalk in my hand. Just like George, he was an architect. He liked pencils. He couldn't draw it anymore. His hands were in so much pain. I relate. Well, George started taking Relief Factor, and guess who's drawing again? He's not taking drugs that are going to cloud his vision. I'm not taking drugs that are cloud your vision. You're in a real bind when you can't live your life anymore. Thankfully, he discovered Relief Factor drug-free. It worked remarkably well. He's back to building the things he sees in his imagination, and he has Relief Factor to thank for it. Relief Factor reduces the inflammation, a major source of most pain, and it worked for 70% of those who take it. Try it now for nineteen ninety-nine. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds station ID. You know, I didn't even get to the Volcker testimony yesterday or Nancy Pelosi now requesting prayers for the president because he's so unstable. She claims that uh, uh, He had a mental breakdown in the cabinet room. Do we have the pictures of her pointing her finger at uh, Donald Trump? Uh, there she is standing and yelling at the president. He's just sitting there. Uh, She's standing and pointing her finger and yelling at the president. Who had a mental breakdown? I don't know. I don't care. Do the work for the American people. Now, the reason why she said that he was just unstable and insulting is because he said, uh, you know, you guys, you guys are standing up for communists. And that's true. That's who these guys are. And I know there's a problem, but that's why we are working without the government to help those people who are in harm's way. Stop. Stop wanting the government to do everything so he says to her you, you know you're protecting communists which is probably something you guys like <gasps> well that was just insulting and she had to walk out of course she walks out and she says the president was just unstable please pray for his mental health this is obscene this is there is no way to to uh run a country when You have this going on. Now, that's what the Democrats are counting on. I I firmly believe the Democrats are going to uh, run a campaign, basically, that says, have you had enough yet? You want four more years of this? And the answer is no. I don't want it. Nobody wants it. I don't think Democrats want it. Republicans, they don't want this. Independents certainly don't want it. But who are you going to give the reins to? Where where are the adults in the room? And Donald Trump was right. These guys are communists. And you know what? I don't know about Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, but they don't seem to have a problem with a communist in their own party. (laughs) That's not unreasonable to say. Do you really think that there's a difference between the Marxist socialists communists that are currently over in Syria and some of the Marxist socialists that are running for president or are in Congress.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Do you ever have days when you just feel spineless? I don't mean uh, cowardly. I mean, somebody had taken a hacksaw and removed your spine and you're like, ow. Back pain brought on by spending too many hours in the wrong office chair is a real thing, and you don't have to put up with it. May I recommend you get yourself an X chair. It is the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in. This is is like a recliner, honestly. I would watch movies in this chair. I'm not making it up. When you sit in it, you'll understand why. There's 10 different adjustments on it, and they have one for all sizes and all budgets x chair go and do your own homework and find out why x chair is so great in fact if you get one you can have a 30-day money-back guarantee they'll just ship it to your house if everything i say is not right or it just doesn't it doesn't work for you you don't like it call them they have to pay the shipping back they don't make this offer because that would put them out of business if everybody was sending these back You will love this chair as much as I do. Check it out now, xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. And use the promo code Beck and you're going to get new free X wheels. You want to hear more conservative voices? This is the place. BlazeTV.com. Promo code Glenn. Get $10 off now. Welcome to the uh, program. I- I'm sorry, just. On the Turkey thing, can I just say this? We all knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. We knew one way or another what was happening with us joining forces with really bad people would come and bite us in the ass. Now it is biting us in the ass. Okay. We knew that for a decade. So we can sit here and argue about whose fault it is. I think it's Obama's fault and, and, and John McCain's fault for getting us there in the first place. Others are saying, well, it's Donald Trump's fault for getting us out. Okay, fine, whatever, whatever. Let them argue about it. May I suggest you just join me in doing something about it that matters? Let's just go save these people that are in harm's way. We have people on the ground right now. Let's, let them argue it out. There's, it's, it's, it's like kindergarten. Let's just do what we have to do and stop waiting around for the stupid government to do it. You want to save these people? We can do it. Just join us, NazareneFund.org. Read all about it. Do your own homework. 100% of every single dollar raised goes to save these people. We have people on the ground right now. Was it yesterday? We got the first, I think, 28 out. We have people on the border, we have people, we've lost operatives trying to save these people. Just help us. Five bucks, five bucks a month. Nazarenefund.org. Just stop listening to all these arguments of it and let's just do something good. All right, we have uh, Rob Henderson on. He is a Gates-Cambridge scholar, uh, and I know he's a Gates-Cambridge uh, scholar because I had to look up the, w- the, w- the second word in the headline of his story, the atavism of cancel culture. And I'm like, it's activism, dummy. And then I realized that it's, no, that's actually, no, that's, it's, a- it's atavism. Uh, and I had to look it up. So he went to Yale. I went to Yale. He graduated I didn't. I think that's the difference. Welcome, Rob uh, Henderson, to the program. How are you?
2: Hi, Glenn. Great. Great to be here.
0: Uh, So (laughs) you sound like you almost believe that, too. Um, Rob, the uh, the atavism of cancel uh, cancel culture. What you're saying is, is this is something that is ancient inside of us. It's tribal. Right, right. So the way I think about
2: cancel culture is that it's rooted in some of these primitive human drives to obtain social status and in-group solidarity
0: with our peers, as well as to identify our friends and our foes. And we generally go into tribes when we're afraid. I mean, it is, it's human nature. And so when we're afraid of something, we go into tribes. And the deeper we go into the tribe, the the more we don't listen anymore, and and we lose all sense of proportion and and any sense of nuance, right? Right.
2: Well, you know, tribalism is inherently human. So whether we're in danger or not, we do like to be around, you know, sort of sort of our group, you know, people who we sure. feel comfortable around. Sure. Um, but when we are in danger, we are more likely to to seek people who think like us, who behave like us, and. To sort of denigrate people
0: who we're afraid of or who don't agree with us. So, tell me what happened to you in 2016 while you were an undergrad at Yale.
2: Yeah, you know, Glenn, I've been concerned about cancel culture for a long time. And, you know, I was actually in the military before I attended Yale for undergrad. And, you know, I'd heard stories about, you know, extra sensitive college students and snowflakes and so on. And I thought a lot of it was probably just the media maybe blowing things out of proportion. But then literally within my first two months at Yale, so this was um, the fall semester of 2015, uh, a faculty member named Erica Christakis wrote an email uh, around Halloween telling students that they should communicate with each other more if they're offended by the costumes that they, you know other students choose to wear, um, rather than relying on the university administration to give us guidelines of what costumes we're allowed to wear or not. And the student reaction to her was just pure outrage Um, They targeted her. They turned her into a pariah on campus for essentially defending freedom of expression. And eventually she had to resign um, and basically said that the climate on campus was not conducive to free speech. So she stepped down from her from her positions at the university. And so, okay, so I thought that was weird. Um, I thought, okay, so, you know, maybe this is just a quirk of American universities and that this is just unique to schools in the United States. Um, but then I ar- arrived to the University of Cambridge here in England um, last year, and literally within a few first few months, Jordan Peterson, who's probably the most famous academic in the world, gets disinvited from the university because a bunch of student and faculty protesters said that you know him him being here would make them feel scared or unsafe or something. <laughs> and so you know there there is this problem in academia, but then in, in culture more broadly, um, about people getting canceled for. You know things that they say.
0: Can I ask you this, Rob? What uh, you know, the thing that happened at, at Yale. Um, mm-hmm. Here's here's a woman who is saying, "Look, talk to each other. Have personal responsibility. Uh, take this upon yourself to understand. Don't go to, don't go to the man. Don't expect the mm-hmm. the college to do this. This is the exact opposite kind of thinking." From the '60s or any kind of of real movement with the youth, they are they are holding up these it, the government and the administration in that case, and saying, "Yeah, we we should have them do everything for us." Where does that come from?
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think in an interview, Erica Christakis, the professor who got you know who stepped down at Yale. Um, She actually kind of referred to herself as this kind of 60s liberal, you know, this person who sort of marched with the students and believed in the whole freedom of speech cause. Um, So it's sort of ironic that she's getting targeted now for simply defending freedom of expression. And I think a lot of people from that generation are sort of bewildered at, at what's happening because oftentimes they're the ones being targeted now. Um. But don't, course, you find it,
0: don't you find it additionally strange that in an era where your voice can be heard, you have the power to be heard and to be seen anywhere around the world, that you have the power to start your own business unlike any other time in the world, and you can become famous unlike any other time in the world, that that generation is going back to like a 1950s kind of structure?
2: Well, I think what's happening here, Glenn, is that the ideology and power are afraid of free speech. So, you know, in, in the 50s and the 60s, there there was a sort of perhaps more conservative ideology that held power in the universities and in society and the group that considered themselves the underdogs. Maybe the, the sort of progressives at the time were fighting for freedom of speech. Whereas today, those students who protested back then now have the power and they're afraid of sort of uprisings of, of um, people who are challenging that. And so I'm not entirely sure that freedom of speech itself is, you know, this bedrock principle, but it's only used as a sort of uh, as, as a weapon against uh, the opposing ideology. Exactly right.
0: So then what happens, Robert? What do we wh- what is our future hold and how do we get our arms around this? Because as you point out in your article, um, you know, wait until it's you. You could be next. You point out in the article, that's not enough. That's theoretical to too many people. Even though we're seeing it happen in real time right now, it's still not enough.
2: Right. I don't think that those words, you know, you could be next, which I see a lot on social media and in conversations about cancel culture, I don't think it actually registers for most people, simply because the social rewards of you know, getting into a mob and trying to cancel someone, you know, those rewards are too immediate and gratifying, and the dangers of cancel culture are pretty remote and abstract. I mean, it just isn't um, a sort of salient threat for a lot of people.
0: So Kipling uh, wrote in his poem, The Gods of the Copybook Headings, um, that all these things will happen until terror and slaughter return. Uh, And what he was talking about was you're just going to go off the deep end, but it will take terror and slaughter to return to common sense. Uh, And we've seen this time and time again. Are we at that point to where the only thing that's going to stop this is just I mean, people didn't understand it in the 1920s. Hey, you could be next. But by 1939, pretty much everybody was clear. You know, even those in Germany, pretty clear. Oh, wow. I could be next. Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah, that, are I mean, we at I'm that sure. point to where that's the only thing that's going to stop this stuff is the world going into total madness you know I'm,
2: I'm a little bit more optimistic than that <laughs> Good. I don't think that we're sort of you know, physically in danger, but I do think there's a lot of reputational danger at stake here. You know, people aren't necessarily fearing for their personal physical safety, despite what a lot lot of like social justice activist warriors will try to tell you. You know, it's not physical safety, it's more a reputational safety, you know. Any one of our reputations could be destroyed in the blink of an eye for something that that we might have said, you know, 10 years ago. You know, you you see a lot of people digging up old tweets or old Facebook posts that you might have written in like 2009. Um, So I think it's more the reputational destruction that's the real risk here. Um, But I think that as we continue to talk more about this and bring these, you know, these issues to light, that people will slowly come to their senses. But in the meantime, I don't really see cancel culture going away. I think that it's going to get quite a bit worse before we start to see it get better.
0: Mm. Uh, Rob, thank you so much, and really appreciate um, you uh, speaking out and 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 risking your own reputation. I'm sure you've had f- pushback, have you not?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a had a few critics here and there, but I just
0: brush them off. Yeah, good for you, Rob. Thank you so much, Rob Henderson. You can find him at Rob K Henderson. Uh, follow him on uh, Twitter. Thank you so much, Rob. Appreciate it. All right.
1: Whew.
0: It's like I I feel like I'm in a Jason Bourne movie today. I've just, it's like, they're everywhere, man. They're everywhere. All right. Thanksgiving is coming up, man. If your family is anything like my family, we're going to have to work the miracle of the five loaves and two turkeys just to feed everybody that's going to be around the table this year as we're all crammed in there at once. Uh, While we're on the subject of everybody coming into your house, a ton of people are going to see the inside of your house. Maybe Maybe it's time to upload, uh, or I mean to upgrade the uh, blinds. I mean, they're dusty. Kind of look like they went through the Civil War. At least some of mine do. Anyway, blinds.com has you covered when it comes to blind shades or plantation shutters. I've been thinking about doing some extra blinds in the house, and uh, it's in the room where we're going to have Thanksgiving, and haven't gotten around to it, haven't gotten around to it, and I started thinking, well, I'm not going to make it for Thanksgiving anyway. Uh Uh-uh, no, no. They want you to have a perfect Thanksgiving. Blinds.com, they will guarantee that your order will be delivered by Thanksgiving, or it's free. This year, give all the relatives something to talk about besides politics and religion. And... Feel proud about the way your house looks and feel proud about how fiscally responsible you are. Go to Blinds.com now through October 24th for Blinds.com's Buy More, Save More, and save up to 35%. Plus, save an extra $20 with promo code BEC. That's Blinds.com for up to 35% off plus an extra 20% off with promo code BEC. Rules and restrictions do apply.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: In a secret interview, uh, Adam Schiff, leader of the House Democratic effort to impeach President Trump, pressed former United States Special Representative to Ukraine, Kurt Volker, yesterday to testify that Ukrainian officials felt pressured to investigate former President Joe Biden's son. If you read the actual transcript, it is crazy town. It's crazy town. By the way, why am I reading the transcript of a secret interview? Can somebody help me out with that one? Uh, The interview, which took place in a secure room, uh, covered several topics, including quid pro quo, the U.S. military aid in exchange for Ukrainian investigation of the Bidens. Uh, the Ukrainians didn't want to be drawn into investigating a Democratic cre- president, uh, uh, candidate for president, which would only mean peril for Ukraine. Is that fair to say, said Schiff? Well, that may be true, that may be true, but they didn't express that to me. And, of course, I didn't know that that was the context at the time. Uh, he went on um, and said, part of the other context is vital military support being withheld from Ukraine during the period, right? That's what Schiff asked. Well, that was not part of the context of the time. Uh, At least to my knowledge, the Ukrainian leaders were not aware of that. So what's crazy is Schiff is trying to say, well, he made this threat on the phone call. Well, if he did, he was really bad at it because... They didn't know it. Well, they found out later. Well, then, wait a minute. What do you mean they found out later? You, you're you talking to me about what I heard on the phone call and what I heard from other people in between, you know, right after the phone call. They didn't know that. They didn't get that impression from the president. You're saying that that's what the president was saying. Well, if none of us thought that's what he was saying and they didn't think that was what he was saying, how can you— Prove that that's what he was saying? What? <laughs> this just seems to be such a, a fishing
3: expedition here, especially with Schiff. And if you remember, we were talking about this the other day. I think it might have been off the air, but with Nixon, they had everything on TV. Everyone remembers those hearings being yeah. on TV. Largely, though, most of those hearings happened beforehand, and they were essentially almost recreations on TV. They mm-hmm. knew what they were going to get out of these people Correct. because they had talked to them behind the scenes. Correct. And it seems like that's what Schiff's doing here. He's probing to see if he can find a guy who's going to turn or say something uh, that is going to lean against the president, because then they will become far more credible in this yes. investigation. Yeah. Um, and here you're seeing this guy's just trying to tell the truth. Like, he's not he's not lying. He's not um, playing defense for Trump here. No. He's just telling you the obvious
0: things that right. occurred. Right. And I don't know if there's any value for a Democrat in that um, type of witness. Right. By the way, if you listen to the whistleblowers that we have had on, I wouldn't send the money to uh, to the new president either. And it wouldn't have anything to do with uh, with Joe Biden. I mean, he says on the phone call, we're afraid that you're still surrounded by many of the people who are very, very dirty and we're part of this. And he says, oh, no, I, I know who you're talking about. And we got rid of them." And the president says, no, we think they're still around you. You should do your homework and look into it. Now, these are the people who are involved in money laundering. These are the people that were involved in trying to throw the election. They're oligarchs. Well, if you listen to our whistleblower, he names those oligarchs and says, yeah, they were still in the administration at Ukraine. Ukraine, man. It's like the entire country
3: is waste disposal experts at casinos. It's the Sopranos. It's the Sopranos.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: I didn't see that. Yeah. I, how did I miss that? It was
3: uh, pretty big. Yeah, it's a Tucker Carlson with Megan Kelly. Yeah. She uh, she was really good. It was I I, I liked Megan Kelly I did and too. I like seeing her back in the media. She's smart and she I mean she lit up NBC lit up NBC. She should light up NBC. And of course, you know, she did work there and leave mm-hmm. and, and under bad circumstances, but I mean... Not she makes, for her! Yeah, yeah no, no, that's <laughs> true. But she makes a pretty convincing uh, and compelling case that, uh, you know, they're... I think, it's, I think you could can, can pull from that interview pretty clearly that she seconds. believes and probably was pushed out because of her coverage of the NBC scandals. Mm. And she was calling for an independent investigator. She's like, Fox News had one. The NFL got one. Uh, you know, uh, NPR got one. Why doesn't NBC have an outside investigator? They're doing it themselves? I mean, she like lit them up. It was,
0: it was CBS good. did that too. CBS, I think yeah. she mentioned CBS yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is joining us in uh, just a second. Uh, I, am, I am off tomorrow. I, I have my last weekend with just my wife until Christmas <laughs> this weekend. Uh, so I'm off, this, uh, off tomorrow. So Bill O'Reilly is uh, joining us next.
1: Fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Mr. Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program, sir. It is uh, it is not Friday, it is Thursday. And so Bill is now waiting in the bullpen, waiting to come out to talk about all the things that have happened this week, this week alone, including Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump, both the call, calling the other one insane. Which one do you believe? What really happened in their meeting? What's happening with Turkey? Why did Trump do that? Uh, Why did he withdraw our troops? Analysis with a guy who actually knows the president and wrote a new book, The United States According to Trump, where he explains, you want to understand the president, you have to actually know him and know his real history. That's what the book is about, and that's what he will take us through, his thinking on the things that have happened this week. We go to Bill O'Reilly in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: So I just heard about George. He lives in Ohio, and he's an architect, and he likes to draw everything with a pencil. But not only that, he likes to get out there and work with his hands, and he likes to turn his ideas into, rea- uh, into reality. Well, he was restoring an old farmhouse and the pain that he had been dealing with over the years had finally gotten to the point where he wasn't able to he wasn't able to hold a pencil in his hand anymore without the real pain. He wasn't able to work with his hands and he's not the kind of guy who's going to take a bunch of drugs to get through that. Well, that's when he discovered Relief Factor, which is drug-free, and it worked remarkably well. He's back to building things he sees in his imagination, and he has Relief Factor to thank for the use of his hands. It's Relief Factor. It reduces inflammation, a major source for most pain, and it works for 70% of those who take it. For only nineteen ninety-five, you can get a three-week quick start, which is a small risk for the relief of a lifetime of pain. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, Go to ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. We have the impeachment moving forward. Mitch McConnell is starting to do private classes on what's going to happen. If the impeachment moves over to the Senate, they're saying now that it looks like it's going to be done by Christmas time. I don't know if I buy that. Schiff pulled, uh, pushed Volcker yesterday. There was a, a fight in the cabinet room. This is nuts. Where do you want to begin, Bill? Um,
4: let's begin with the Yankees-Astros uh, <laughs> playing tonight. Um, and Al Force wins. Right. Um, look back. Uh, all of this, you're taking it, you and Stu, too seriously. You're taking it too seriously. The fix is in. And you want to know what's going to happen? I'll tell you right now so that when you go on your va- vacation with your wife over the weekend, you can have a lovely time without thinking about any of it. Oh, I'm you good. I
0: gonna even if you tell me we're all going to be sucked into a black hole in a week, I'm still not going to think about it this weekend. All
4: go right. Ahead. Good. Um, so Nancy Pelosi now is in a corner and has to do some kind of um, vote on impeachment mm-hmm. because she can't just say, oh, never mind, we really don't have anything. Can't do that. She's not – it's going to squeak by. There'll be, I don't know, 20, 25 defections on the Democratic side, even though they'll be threatened by Ms. Pelosi with a cutoff of all their campaign funding. There there will be. And then McConnell knows that when it comes in, there's nothing there. So he's already canvassed. I don't think there's going to be any Republican senators voting for conviction. Maybe the crazy
0: woman up in Alaska, Murkowski. Will they vote to hear it and do a trial?
4: What they'll try to probably do is McConnell. He has all these arcane things that he learned from Martin Van Buren that we don't know anything about.
0: <laughs> you mean right? when when uh, when uh, McConnell was about forty, learning yeah, at the knee? You know, of, yeah.
4: I mean, um, Millard Fillmore told him right. something, and we have no idea <laughs> right. what that is. Right. So he'll, he'll have some parliamentary stuff go, well, you know, really don't need the trial. Uh, let's just take a vote. <laughs> he'll do something like that.
0: But why not? I mean, if, they, if there isn't anything there, why not just go through the trial?
4: I don't think that the, uh, the Senate wants to dignify it, and they, and they know the media is going to use it every hour on the hour to try to damage Republicans. So they think they want to get it out of there. And, you know, the, I, what do they have, three or four months off for Christmas? They don't want to delay that. They want to just get it done and then come back and start the campaign in January.
0: Doesn't that give the the left more fuel to say, look, they're just burying it? We found evidence, and they buried it. Why not just Depends do the, the trial? What? what
4: the evidence is? You got you got to have something to show the American people. What do you got now? You got well, Rudy Giuliani may have gone over there and, and said something mean. Uh, okay, um, if they have evidence, if there is.
0: Uh, I know, but that's different. that's why I would have the trial. I would say, <laughs> I would, I would I say, guess, Your oh, yeah, Honor I mean, and the American up. people, uh, did you hear what their evidence was? But you know how the media is going to spin it. You know they're not
4: going to report accurately what happens at the trial. So why even bother with it? You, you know we're living in a country now where you just can't get. Any reality-based reporting at all.
0: But that would not be covered live. That would be the most watched thing of the Trump administration.
4: But you, how many Americans are going to sit there and watch it live? I mean, They're not. They're dependent upon a summation at the end of the day. And they're not going to get an accurate summation. Anyway, I know McConnell. I know how he works. I know how he thinks. He thinks that this is a waste of time. And he wants to get rid of it, right. and that's what he'll do
0: okay um let me go to rudy Giuliani uh, Rudy Giuliani now there are four people connected to rudy Giuliani have been arrested, and uh it's almost as if the southern district uh, of new york is is working for the impeachment uh committee uh do you have any doubt? That Rudy Giuliani uh, is clean here, or is there – are they just sending a message, hey, Rudy, we'll get to anybody in your life, and we're going to take you down? What, what is happening with this?
4: Well, they don't like Rudy Giuliani in the uh, federal office in Manhattan. I think we start there. They don't like him. Um, Rudy Giuliani ran a firm that hired itself out to foreign governments. Always a problem. Mm -hmm. But he made a lot of money, and he would travel to places like Mexico and Ukraine and other countries, and he would get involved, Rudy would, in their local political situation. Another huge problem. Mm -hmm. In doing so, he would deal with Vladimir and Jose and all these people who Rudy Giuliani had no blanket idea what they were up to.
0: Okay, so hang on just a second. Isn't that exactly what Greg Craig did as the the private attorney yeah, for he, President he was, Obama? He
4: was, he was acquitted, uh, Greg Craig, of his uh, whatever. But what I'm trying to tell you is there is nobody on the face of the earth that can get through this labyrinth and know exactly what Rudy Giuliani did or did not do. This is all private conversations under the uh, banner of I have a private company. I'm making a ton of money. These comp- uh, countries are paying uh me a lot of money and they want me to do x y and z and we don't know what x y and z is we don't know who we dealt with we don't know why these guys are arrested we don't know anything and the feds aren't real anxious to tell us so that's where we stand on that
0: so at one point i was invited over to italy to have a private meeting with the prime minister of italy this is at the height of the tea party and it was berlusconi and he he wanted to start his own tea party and while I was flattered to be asked, I, I I I remember having the team meeting and going, "This is insane." First of all, you don't, as a government official, you don't start a you know a tea party thing, um, and uh, I don't want to get involved. And uh, you know, I I worried how it would look and everything else. Although I thought free trip to Italy and meet with the prime minister, that'd be fun. Uh, I didn't do it. Sh- shouldn't shouldn't these people have? Better common sense.
4: Well, when you're going to make five billion dollars a year, common sense leaves the building. Giuliani wanted to make money. This is the way he could do it, so he did it. And I don't know what whether he hired attorneys to say you can do this, you can't do that. Like I've never been invited by a foreign head of state to do anything. Mm -hmm. In fact, they don't want me in
0: their country, Mm -hmm. and they send me (laughs)
4: postcards saying, "Hey, Bill." Don't come to Iceland,
0: yeah. okay? I've I've we kind of had that's more my experience now.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. since you linked up with me, mm, I mean, we're yeah. both persona Nine grata. Mm. Although we will be in Israel, and that'll be a, an event. that I, I event. can guarantee it. That's and that what, will be.
0: Yeah. Um, let um, me ask you this: When they're talking now, well, well I, I want to come back to Schiff and Volker uh, yesterday, but they're talking now, and I've heard the rumors that uh, John Bolton. Uh, was very upset he was on the phone call and he was very upset and that's one of the reasons why he was let go by the Trump administration and uh, he threw a tantrum uh, after that phone call and now they're going to that they're they're going to call him and I saw the story today it's increasingly increasingly likely to get a subpoena uh, to John Bolton for these these secret hearings which are not secret uh, do you know anything about the John Bolton side of this story
4: All I know is that the story had an anonymous source attached to it, right? Mm -hmm. There's no so-and-so said Bolton did there, so-and-so was in the room. None of that, right? It's just sources close to the situation, say. So I discount this stuff. I throw it in the anonymous sources bucket, which is overflowing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't think Bolton was real happy being uh, canned, uh, As a national security advisor, I don't, I don't think he no, was. No, no,
0: no. But they said he was on the phone call that he well, was and, one you know, of the people. If he was
4: on a phone call, then he has to tell the truth about it, right?
0: Yep. yep.
4: Okay, so let's go team him up.
0: So, do you have uh, any I problem? I the truth. Do you have any problem? I mean, I, I I was talking to my team yesterday, and and we were saying, look, I I want you to follow through all of the stuff on Rudy Giuliani and John Bolton and all yeah. of this stuff. Follow it because if that's where the story is. I know that there is a story about corruption in Ukraine about the DNC. So follow that. But also follow, because if it turns out both sides are dirty, I want both sides exposed.
4: Yeah, let's know. I mean, uh, that's always been my philosophy, and that's why I'm incredibly successful. (laughs) Because, I I mean, I want to know the
0: truth. And humble. And humble. I just want to point out.
4: Humble is is through the eye of the beholder. (laughs) Some might say that demanding the truth is an act of humility. Because you don't want other people to be deceived. Therefore, you're putting yourself in the arena on behalf of those other people. which is awkward. Yeah, and as
0: long as you're willing to look at the other side and say, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Let's Let's explore it. There is nothing more humble than that because I don't have to be right. I don't want to be yes. right. I want the truth to be exposed. But that's a different right. kind of humility than the one I was talking about with you. But that's Bill O'Reilly, and we've grown to love him for his humility back with bill in just a second uh all right identity theft can take a place in a lot of ways other than just credit card uh fraud i did i don't know if you heard yesterday there's a guy in japan who uh was stalking this pop star and he took her facebook photos and he could find her by looking, by zooming into her eye and seeing the reflection in her eye and then mapping it with Google Street Maps. And they he would stalk her by doing that. They had no idea. Also, in the same story, don't put your hands up in photographs anymore and post them online. Don't do the peace sign. Don't put the, you know, stop, don't shoot. Don't do that because your fingerprints now can be taken off of that photo and used it's nuts so imagine the things that you are missing this is why you need lifelock identity theft is is much more than just your credit card number or your social security number lifelock monitors all kinds of stuff that you might miss and when lifelock detects it they have a us-based restoration specialist that will alert you of the problem and work with you to fix it this is what customer service is all about this is how you needed. it just letting me know hey by the way uh somebody's been tracking you with your eye uh oh, okay hey, hello are you still there I want to know what to do about it and how to fix it. And that's what LifeLock does. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. If you act now, you'll get 10% off your first year with the promo code BACK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BACK. Save 10% off your first year. Promo code BECK, lifelock.com. We break for 10 seconds, then back to Bill. Bill, did you read the transcript of the uh, of the the secret interrogation uh, between Schiff and Volcker? No. Okay, you need to read it. I mean, first thing I want to know is if it's a secret, if it's a secret uh, meeting and investigation, how come I get the transcript? It's not so secret, is it? Uh, But in it. Uh, He is he's talking to Volker, who is the United States special representative to Ukraine, and they were expecting him to say, "Uh, no, yeah, Ukraine was 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 pressured into this by Donald Trump. And they were really oh, my gosh, they were really afraid of what to do. And uh, they have him on the text messages going back and forth to the EU ambassador who's saying, I don't think we should be pressuring another country to do things like this. And he's responding the whole time going, no, that that's not what that's not what he was saying. That 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 didn't happen. Nobody feels that except you. And that's not what's going on. Schiff got him and tried to force him to say that Trump was intimidating Ukraine and he wouldn't fold.
4: Well, if that's the transcript, I think it should go right to the House Ethics Committee. And, you know, this guy shifts in trouble, by the way, Um, his public opinion, uh, public profile. I mean, there's nobody that doesn't hate Trump who likes him and and trusts him. Nobody. So I think he's destroyed his career, his credibility. And um, if indeed he tried to, you know, browbeat a witness, um, the Ethics Committee should get that.
0: Uh, Let me go to uh, the weird meeting in the cabinet room yesterday yesterday. Uh, between Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi uh, and Chuck Schumer, all the the cabinet room was full. The president was sitting there. They started accusing the President of just you know being a heartless murderer and killing all these people, the the uh, defenseless right. Kurds. He says, according to uh, the president, he said, "Well, you know, um, these are communists. these guys are all communists, and maybe you guys don't mind that so much." Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the picture show, stood up and started pointing her finger and yelling at the president. They leave, storm out of the uh, the cabinet room and then uh, hold a press conference, her and Chuck Schumer, where she says we have to have prayer for Trump's health because he had a very serious meltdown. What do you, What do you think happened here?
4: Well, let me ask you, is Stu still there? Is he, or yep, slap him, wake him up?
0: I'm, uh, there? B-
3: b- hello, yes, what? Hi, Bill. Okay, <laughs>
4: testing. Um, let me ask you two a question. When you heard this story last night, did you believe that President Trump had a meltdown?
0: No.
3: They say he's a meltdown in every five minutes. Okay.
0: Yeah, but I well, mean, Donald I Trump it, is, I mean, he is a volatile guy. So yeah, did he have he a mental to... breakdown? What well, they were trying to say is he was mentally unstable. I don't believe that at right, all.
4: Right, 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 right. But th- the point of the matter is that the bigger point is this. When I heard the story, I didn't instantly said, bull. That was my first reaction, bull. All right, because the media lies every two seconds about Donald Trump, and so do Pelosi and Schumer. Now, then Trump says today, well, Nancy had a meltdown. And I say, well, the Secret Service guys had a meltdown, and the guy cutting the lawn at him, everybody melted down. It's so absurd. But my point is you can't get any accuracy of it. So let's just get real. Number one, Nancy Pelosi hates Donald Trump. Number two, Donald Trump hates Nancy Pelosi. They're never going to get along. They're barely civil. And Trump probably insulted her. All right?
0: Yeah, I guarantee it. One. Trump said that. Trump said yeah, that he did.
4: He probably said you're a third-rate politician yes. or whatever. Yes, Okay. All right, that's number one. Number two, Donald Trump, in my opinion, made a mistake in blowing this Kurd-Syria thing up. All he had to do was tell the Pentagon, hey, if American troops are going to get caught up in this thing between Turkey and the Kurds, get them out. Move them somewhere else, back to uh a base 25 miles away. He didn't have to do this. This is another unforced error because he had to know that any kind of troop withdrawal in those areas is going to make somebody mad.
0: Okay, so the okay? mainstream media today is saying what did what did he get from Erdogan? What what did Trump personally oh, benefit yeah, from? Well,
4: yeah. He got a vacation yeah I know. Uh, one know. Uh, so Church what so why did he, he make this why
0: Basically did he I'm make hummus. why did he make this move in your opinion because
4: he doesn't want any American forces on the ground in the Middle East
0: but he at the doesn't same wanted it but he, at the same time, increased forces uh, Saudi Arabia, and, in 2,000 s- yeah. extra troops there. Well,
4: he had he had he has to do some of that for economic reasons, primarily and for the fight against Iran. I he see. doesn't he campaigned quite clearly. And this is in the United States of Trump. He, he campaigned quite clearly. And we're tired of fighting everybody else's battles. You know that we're tired of this. We want NATO to pay its own way. We want other people to help us out. we got to get out of there. That's why he did it. But the timing was terrible. You know, you got to calm it down, Mr. President. Let's calm it down. He has such an opportunity, and I hope we talk about this in our last segment, with these crazy Democrats. I mean, these people are insane. What an opportunity he has. And, And yet he gets caught up in the weeds of the Kurds versus the Turks. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You can do this stuff. You don't have to blow it up into a major controversy.
0: All right. Back with Bill O'Reilly in just a second. The name of his book is The United States of Trump, and it really explains how Trump sees the United States and the world. You want to understand his decision making. You don't even have to agree with it. But if you want to understand his decision making, you should read this book by Bill O'Reilly. It's available everywhere Uh, and uh, banned by The New York Times from ever reaching number one. So one of the things our founders uh, really understood was privacy must always be one of the fundamental rights afforded to people. It has to be kept sacred. It can't be infringed. We live in an age now where the concept of privacy has gone the way of the dinosaur Orwell. You know what he wrote about that. That's child's play in comparison to what we have. George Orwell did not see how bad things could actually get. Now, you've heard me talk about Norton Secure VPN before and the benefits that come with it, securing your Wi-Fi connection to help your privacy online. But now Norton has come out with Norton 360. With Norton 360, you get the VPN I've been talking about, plus real-time security for your devices, a password manager to securely manage all of your logins and passwords, and a lot more. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your safety on in the cyber world. So get up to 50% off with your first year with an annual subscription at norton.com back. That's up to 50% off now, norton.com slash back. Do it now for a safe and more private life.
3: More with the Trump whisperer, Bill O'Reilly, in just a minute. The book is The United States of Trump. And you should subscribe as well to his website, billoreilly.com. More with Bill in a second.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is with us today. And uh, Bill uh, uh, tweeted, uh, Beto said he met a woman working four jobs, raising special needs children. uh, And I don't believe him. Sorry. Beto writes back. This is her, Bill. Her name is Gina. Her daughter's name is Sumner. Sumner. Uh, Or summer. The problem with our economy is she has to live in her car while a disgraced TV host like you makes millions. Well, he told you, Bill.
4: Yeah, he's uh, quite a guy. So this is a really good story on many different levels. Uh, Number one, let me ask you and Stu. I'm bringing you back in. Thank you, Bill. Do you know any human being in this country who has four jobs and lives in their car?
0: (laughs) I mean... Well, no, but I believe that there are people. No, but I believe there are people. But I don't know any.
4: Four jobs? You have
0: four part-time jobs? Yeah, I could see that happening. I had four. Wait, wait. wait, I've had
4: part-time. He said she has four jobs while raising a child with disabilities, highlighting her struggle. And I'm Beto O'Rourke, and I approve this message, and I'll smear O'Reilly for Mm -hmm. calling me out on a totally bogus story.
0: So I think what— Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, No, I just think that it's it's reasonable to assume that it was part-time jobs. I don't believe anybody— All right, look. Is, you know—
4: This is BS. That's what this is, okay? Let me run it down methodically. With facts, okay. so CBS jumps on this right away because CBS wants to make me look bad and to tell a country, "Hey, we have millions of people living in cars, uh, and they're trying so hard, right. but uh, we have to vote for Bernie Sanders because he's right." Right, and our our capitalist democracy doesn't work for these people. So the woman's name is Gina Giambone. All right. And CBS reports she doesn't work four. She works five jobs. This is CBS Money Watch, all right, mm-hmm. on its wire.
3: So you were right, Bill. I mean, Beto said four, and she was working five. So you're right, right yeah. off the bat. <laughs> She's got five jobs.
4: And sleeps in the car because she can't afford to pay rent in Las Vegas. All right. Um, but none of the jobs are full time, according to CBS. She cobbles together work between gig economy. I don't know what gig oh. economy is. So we're talking like
0: Uber driver as one of the gig jobs. economy.
4: No, no, not that's Uber. not an Uber. Yeah,
0: nope. but a gig no. e- a, a that, but that's what a gig economy is like where okay. so you're just you. I
4: didn't I thought a gig was you go and play guitar someplace. No, no, no.
0: The gig economy is like is like Uber. Uh, and that's the new, that is the future. I mean, so if you're working in the, uh, this poor gig economy, that's the future. But, but those are the jobs. Right, what, so what jo- did they say which jobs she actually had?
4: Yes. Yeah, the- yeah, so I'm getting to that. Okay. okay. So Beto O'Rourke stands there on the stage and tells America, this woman has four jobs, doesn't say anything about a gig, all right, and sleeping in her car because America's a bad country. That's the point. Okay. So here's what her jobs are. She works an hour a day. All right. An hour a day is a home health aid to her daughter. OK. She gets paid for that. OK. She works. For, well, cleaning wait, wait, her wait, friends. wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. What? Is one hour day? Yeah, that's called parenting. She gets paid yeah, I, for
4: i Look, I'm, I'm not making any judgment. All for right. That, OK. Gina. All right. In fact, I feel I said on Bill O'Reilly dot com last night that if Gina contacts me, I will help her. Physically help her. OK. So I'm not disparaging Gina. I'm not just at all. giving you the facts. No, I know. She works her an hour a day uh, as a home health aide to her daughter. She then cleans a friend's house once a week.
0: Okay. A the, wow. Is that, that a job? That's, once a week. That's considered okay. one of the jobs. Once a week yeah, cleaning someone's that, these house.
4: Are both that's two. Okay. That's two. And then here are the other three. You want the other three? Yes. Yeah. She does DoorDash... And two of the other services that bring you food. That's
3: Those are a, the gig economy. You you totally won that battle, Bill. That that's totally a totally wait, wait, wait. BS wait, wait. argument for better. Ben.
4: It gets it gets better. Okay. It gets better. Okay. So this woman essentially has no job. Essentially doesn't do anything. Well, I mean, okay. no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> no, sir, no,
0: don't she... go off the rails here. The <laughs> no, the, door the Dash she The Doordash is a mean... real job. It's just a gig okay. job.
4: Listen, listen to me, you.
0: Okay, no, all, right, all, me me. Mm-hmm. all right, all right, go
4: ahead. All right. If this woman has a car, which she does because we know she sleeps in it, all right, and delivers food for three different DoorDash things, whatever that is, all right, she could be driving a cab in Las Vegas and make sixty to seventy thousand. I checked. The average cabbie makes sixty to seventy K because millions of people come to Las Vegas and they need rides. She has her own car. She could be an Uber or a Lyft person and make even more than that. Okay? But she doesn't because she's in the gig or whatever it may be.
0: But that is. Okay, so this whole
4: thing is BS. But I feel sorry for Gina Giambone. I feel bad for her. So I'm asking Beto O'Rourke, Mr. Compassion, to help Gina. But I don't think Beto will, because in 2017, Beto, whose father-in-law is worth $500 million, and his wife made $370,000 in 2017. He gave $1,000 to charity. Oh, my
0: gosh. 1000
4: yeah. Mr. Compassion. Mister, mm. I want your money, America, to give to Gino. But I'm not gonna give it, even though my father in law is worth five hundred million. This is a phony. He's a fascist. This is the guy who said, if you don't believe in my view of gay marriage, church. I'm revoking your tax-exempt status.
3: Well, that doesn't affect but him because he doesn't donate any money to anybody.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: and here's the guy who said, if I don't like the firearm you have, I'm coming in and taking it.
0: No, he's, yesterday, there it, 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 it was a scattered shower of journalism over with, uh, <laughs> what's her name? CNN, uh, CNN, Alison Camerota. Yeah, Alison Camerota used to be at, at Fox. All of a sudden, she broke out in an actual journalism and, and held his feet to the fire, and he admitted, yes, if you don't turn your gun in, you'll get a visit from uh, yeah, some I'm sort coming. of an armed I officer. I don't really care
4: about the Constitution, and you know what? I'm going to bring Gina Giamboni with me, and I'll pay her to get your gun out of the house. This, this, and this is why I get angry, because CBS enabled this idiot, Beto O'Rourke, and he is an idiot, in addition to being a fascist, and he won't be in any more debates because he's polling at 2%. And the 2% who like him should move to Iceland right now, okay? Because well, let's this not, guy let's not is send... off the chart. Off
0: no, the let's chart. not do that to Iceland. That's not nice to the... All
4: right. Greenland. We're going to buy it, so it might be moot. But um, <laughs> anyway, that's the story, the true story about Beto O'Rourke. And he's a smear merchant to boot yeah I mean, how bad is this guy now? Let me ask you another question. We have a little bit of time here before mm. uh Beck takes off on his idyllic vacation. Um, there were twelve Democrats on the stage on Tuesday night, yeah, twelve mm-hmm. Is there anyone Beck and Stu that you would feel confident for the future of your country should they win the Oval Office? Any of the twelve
0: no. Um, I I would say, wait, wait, wait. I would say, I mean, do I have to just pick from them? (laughs) Yeah, that's... There's There's only 12 people. running. Okay, so there's only 12 people that are going to, and I have to pick one of them. I mean, I could pick some that would be less destructive, but I'm not going to find any that are going to be good. Yeah, no, none that would be good, but one that would be less destructive.
4: All right, I don't want less destructive. Oh, yeah, good, no. I'm a simple man. (laughs) My question is, any of the 12 give you confidence in the future of your country? No. Okay, fine. So doesn't Donald Trump see that? Why are you yelling at Nancy Pelosi? Why are you discussing the Kurds? All you need to do is point out to the American voter who your competition really is. Do you want these people these people—that's what you do. Stop with the other stuff. I'm, I'm saying to myself, what an opportunity! What this is like—this is like the Dallas Cowboys playing some Pop Warner team. All right, it's not even. There's nobody there. The best of them is judge. The best of them, and he looks like he's going to star in a reprise of Happy Days. Mm-hmm. All right, that's where we're going to see him next. He's the best. And the rest of them are, it, it's loon and loonier. And then Biden, uh, didn't you love Anderson Cooper? Um, Mr. Vice President, we know you didn't do anything wrong in Ukraine, and your son didn't do anything wrong either. We know you're being smeared. So what about it? That <laughs> was great. I said, Anderson, I mean, could you be more in the tank? Do you have scuba gear on? Anderson should have had a mask and a snorkel.
0: After that.
3: question. <laughs> it's one of those situations, Bill, too, with that. And the reason he words that that way, and Cory Booker did the same thing later on, is they're trying to make this argument that anything about Biden and his son is off limits. Look what you did last time to Hillary Clinton in the emails. You blew the election. And I don't think they've learned that... You know, Donald Trump is not going to let one of these things go by. Donald Trump was able Biden. to make that an issue that people understood. And if they don't fight this out now and see if Biden can deal with that
4: claim, he's going to get burned gonna get election burned. I wins.
0: mean, he'll be crooked Biden.
4: He's already burned. Yeah. He's, he is yeah, the he's done. loser in Ukraine.
0: Yeah, I agree.
4: Trump. Trump, I know this for a fact, thinks, thinks the impeachment is going to get him reelected. He thinks that the impeachment, that whole process, is going to get him reelected. But Biden's the guy that took it. If you look at his donations, all right, they're way down. All right, people yeah. are going, you know what? He's doddering. He's befuddled. And now we know he's corrupt. Uh, that's three. You're out. Um, so
1: who
0: will
4: it be? Will it be Warren? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, we got Michael Bloomberg might get in, the former mayor. No. but Here's the problem with Bloomberg. If he gets elected president, no one will be allowed to drink Dr. Pepper.
0: Right. (laughs) And Texas will secede if you ban our Dr. Pepper. Thank you very much. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. You hear his uh, commentary and the no-spin news at BillOReilly.com every day. And the book is The United States of Trump. It's available everywhere. All right. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, privacy. Privacy is something that we all cherish, and I'm a guy. I mean, Stu's not. I'm a guy. I do not have Nest. I don't have Google Home. I don't have uh, Alexa Echo. I don't have. I've entered the Borg. I'm part of it. I've melded. Right. I'm there. I won't do it. I won't put these things in my house. Uh, so why would you put a camera in your house from Simply Safe? Because I know the people, and, and here's what I say about that. Um, they when they first started designing a camera. I called the guy and I'm like, what do you, I mean, I don't want a camera in my house. And he's like, I know I was freaking out. He said, cause I put it in my house you know, just to try it out and to see, you know, I took the beta camera out and I, I put it in there and he said, I didn't like it. Cause I know that Amazon and Google's listening. I know what that means. I don't want a camera in my house. So they, 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 they went almost two years behind and over budget what they did to, Make sure that you know that that camera is on and that camera is off is really a testament to how seriously they take your security. Simply Safe has these cameras, and you can put one, you know, by the front door. You can put it on the back of the house, whatever, and you'll see um, if anybody's trying to break into your house. And that's what allows the cops to get to your house with Simply Safe system in seven minutes and your neighbor who doesn't have simply uh, simply safe if their alarm goes off the police will get there in 45 minutes it's quite amazing state of the art and they care about your security and all that that means go to simplysafebeck.com right now you'll get that security camera an hd security camera $100 value for free have eyes on your home 24/7 video evidence if somebody tries to get in get your free hd security camera now at simplysafebeck.com simplysafebeck.com
1: you're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: This is this is crazy. You know, Bill did not have me on this story about Beto at first. When he was like, who works for, you know, four jobs? Well, there's a lot of people that probably work four sure, jobs. It you, know? you said you've, you've done it before. I've done it before. I mean, let's count the jobs that I have right now. If you count them like, like they're counting them in this article. Oh, I've got 10. Yeah. At least 10. Okay, so anyway... Um, so, Bill didn't have me because, you know, when you think of a part-time job, you think I'm going to be working at the Wendy's on weekends and then I've got to go scrub the toilets, you know, over here. Uh, cash register. And cash register. This, and, 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 yeah. Okay. And that's a hassle. And you have to conform to that company's time and rules. And it's hard to put them all together. Right. So, you have a little bit of compassion there. You're like, okay, well, that kind of sucks. However, that's what people have to do sometimes to live, and I've done it myself. Okay, so now what we find out is Bill, being Bill, doesn't know what the gig economy is. (laughs) This is crazy. If one of your jobs is taking care of your child, everyone does that. Everyone does that, even special needs children. But you don't want four part-time jobs. She's got two gig jobs. Three, right? Well, one is for her friend. She could move that at any time. Right. Uh, he, and they, they mentioned uh, three. He said three DoorDash like So DoorDash, okay. Uber Eats, Grubhub, right? That's fantastic. You work on your hours when you want. If something goes wrong with your special needs child and you have to be there, you can be there and you're not going to get fired. And you can't count that as three jobs. No. That's one job.
3: Look, The guys, if you go ever get a car from Uber half the time you'll get the car and they will have two phones in the car one is on Uber and one is on Lyft are they working both jobs at the same time like no, they're competing <laughs> companies. They switch back and forth for right. rides to see who's on there. It's crazy. Like, that doesn't count as two jobs. No. You're working. You don't get. I mean, you could work an unlimited amount of hours. I could sign up for all of these services and drive around my car and say I'm working 50
0: jobs. Right. It's ridiculous. And by the way, if you're working 40 hours a week, I don't care if it's three different jobs, as long, especially, especially if it's a gig job and they're separate you're driving for uber eats and then you're driving for you know glenn beck just is always calling for food that app yeah Uh, you know if you're if you're (laughs) doing that separately then you can count them if you're doing them at the same time you can't count them as separate jobs and a job is 40 hours a week right like but if you work again if you work
3: two hours for grubhub and two hours for uber eats and two hours for uh for doordash That's six hours, right? Like, that's not three, I'm working three jobs. That's working not even one full-time job. you're
0: getting paid an hour to Uh take care of your daughter. That's a pretty sweet gig. Because we're not getting paid. My wife doesn't get paid for for that. We have special-need children. I mean, what do you... No, look, I mean, I'm sure it's a very
3: difficult thing, and and it's very challenging. It's not to demean her plight. It's a BS argument from Beto. That's the focus.
0: Exactly right. It's the future Hey, before we get to the podcast, I want to talk to you about the two million burglaries that are reported every year. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have security. I mean, burglaries are happening all the time, and I think the reason why people don't have a security system in their home is because the security companies suck. They got all kind. Of, you, you've got people coming into your house. They're going to drill holes in your wall. Hello, Mister 1972. That's why Simply Safe is just tearing this business apart. It is growing so incredibly fast and it is the best in industry. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print, no drilling holes or stringing wires. Around the clock monitoring is $15 a month and you can cancel any time. When other home security systems are triggered, police assume it's a false alarm and it goes to the bottom of the list. But with using Simply Safe and their video verification technology, they can visually confirm that the break in is happening and that gets the police there from 45 minutes instead to seven minutes. Simply Safe. They have a huge deal going on right now at simplysafe.com/glenn. You'll get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value and you'll get the 24/7 monitoring and video evidence if somebody's trying to get into your house. So get your free HD security camera at simplysafe.com/glenn. That's simplysafe.com/glenn. My guess is she's going to CBS Viacom. I'm just saying, for the record, oh, just All right, watch. we'll
5: keep our eye on it then.
0: Um, it won't be CBS, though, but it will be Viacom. Um, all right, Real Estate Agents I Trust. This is a company that I started a while back. Um, and honestly, I wish I could use it, uh, but I don't have an agent uh, in my area that has the qualifications that we look for. And so I'm selling my house with somebody who's doing exactly the same thing that I always have I talked to my wife last night? Have we heard from the real estate agents? know, uh, she's like, no, Mm-mm. but they said they'd call. And I said, oh, yeah, they they always seem to say that. Anyway, realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want an agent in your area, that is absolutely the best. I want you to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We have over a thousand agents. And like I am an example. If we don't have one in your area, we don't uh, recommend one. Uh, We want to make sure these people are the best at getting your home uh, priced right and sold. They respond to you. They call you from time to time. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right. Charlie Kirk is joining us next. And Lady Gaga? All that and more in the next hour. (laughs)
1: <laughs> of and enlightenment.
0: Oh, there is so much going on in the world. So much going on and so much disinformation. Uh, we have Charlie Kirk on. He's going to join us here in a second. He is the founder and president of Turning Point USA. Uh, right now, uh, you have a campaign on campuses to say that Turning Point is really just a beard for white supremacy and you have democratic uh, candidates actually signing up and 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 promoting this we talked to charlie kirk here in 1 minute
1: this is the Glenn Beck program
0: so the other day I saw uh, Cory Booker, you know, his eyes bulging out like a little chihuahua. Uh, and he was ranting about how we should, you know, bring the power of the federal government in and, and the Justice Department to put the hammer down on elementary schools that don't allow uh, kids to pick the bathroom of their choice. Oh. Uh, by the way, have I told you that we're selling now at uh, at uh, the Blaze? What is it? Shop.theBlaze.com? That is right. Uh, you can go and get my just shut up t-shirt uh i love it i don't have mine yet mine is on order supposed to come yesterday or today uh and it just says that just shut up shut up so when you walk into a crowd of stupid people you you just don't don't you don't have to say anything you just kind of point at the shirt just shut up Anyway, our nation's values are eroding before our eyes. It might be time to start considering really only doing business with the people that are, uh, you know, are working in the same direction. Now, that's really hard to do. It's not with big mobile. Big mobile companies uh, are subsidizing left causes. Uh, and you let them give a, get away with it because you don't think there's an alternative, but there is. It's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is this company. You're going to have the same great service because they're using the same cell towers. Okay, they're using the same cell towers. So you have the same great service. They're going to save you money because they they charge less than the big mobile phone companies do. And they take their charitable dollars and they actually uh, support freedom of speech and pro-life and the Second Amendment. That's what they do. If you want to continue using Verizon and all these other people and go ahead, they're financing Planned Parenthood. They're financing La Raza. Go ahead. Give them your money. I think it's foolish. You can change. There is an alternative, and it's a great alternative that's easy to switch, and you can save money. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Charlie Kirk, the founder and executive director of Turning Point USA, national student movement dedicated to identifying, organizing, and empowering young people to promote the principles of free markets and limited government. Charlie, I was up in uh, Chicago a couple of weeks ago, and there was uh, I gave a speech, and I think there was a table of maybe 15 or 20 of the, uh, the people that are in Turning Point. And uh, I asked one of my guys, I said, go go grab those guys and and uh, tell them to wait for a minute. And after the program, I spent like 20 minutes with them, they are were really bright, uh, uh, really passionate, um, great representation uh, of your group and what you guys stand for. I was really impressed with them. Well, thank you so much, Glenn. I really appreciate that, and you gave a great speech, from all accounts. So,
5: and, and thank you. You were speaking against socialism, which is something that uh, we're fighting every single day on high school and college campuses. Yeah, but you're, country. but
0: but I found out now that really all you are is a front for white supremacy. White supremacy. So which is which is such
5: a which is such a I honestly it's an insulting accusation. So at Turning Point USA we're on fourteen hundred high school and college campuses across the country and we recently did an event at University of Nevada Reno where the whole effort of the radical students with the help of the administration was to try to paint me and our organization as a white supremacist group. So first of all, this cheapens real racism. Every time I encounter any form of ethno-nationalism, I repudiate it, I reject it. But secondly, it also just shows the misinformation, because if there is any organization that has done more than uh, most conservative organizations to try to diversify at the reach of uh, the conservative movement, it would be Turning Point USA. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, w- let's not talk about your black leadership summit, uh, but but leadership. other than that, what have, what have you done?
5: <laughs> right. Well, um, you know, the name Candace Owens might ring a bell for a lot of people. She mm. got her uh, start uh, kind of visibly politically through Turning Point USA a year and a half ago. Our current spokesman is a young man by the name of Rob Smith, who is a African-American and black American. But all those things, you know, put aside. The And I really had these conversations with these radical leftists on campus. And I realized no matter how much I denounce or reject racism, that's not what they want. They want me to stop being conservative. That's what it's really all about. Well,
0: Charlie, I mean, I, I, I think you're making a, a decent point here, but you are one K away from being the Klan. You have two Ks already in your last name. You realize that, <laughs> well,
5: don't you? Well, that would make me a Democrat because <laughs> the Democrats are the party of the KKK. And interestingly enough, I tell people, you know, they try to misrepresent President Trump and his movement as being, you know, one that is rooted in racism and hatred. And bigotry. However, it's the it's the most fringe elements of the left that are the ones that are not being expelled from mainstream, you know, the mainstream Democrat Party. One thing that we as conservatives pride ourselves on is we expel the demons within our own ranks. The left does no such thing. In fact, they embrace them. So Antifa does not get um, does not get excommunicated from the ranks of the Democrat Party or from the left uh, at all. In fact, they get embraced and they get protected. When Antifa goes and slams Trump supporters outside of Minneapolis or in the streets of Portland when they attacked Andy Ngo, um, you know, an Asian-American gay journalist. No one gets arrested. However, we as conservatives, we go out of our way to say what we believe in and why we believe in it, and we excommunicate anyone that might, might dare to be on the fringes. And it's disappointing that a sitting U.S. senator and once a leading contender for the presidency, I don't think she's in the top tier candidates any longer, but she's in the top five or six goes out of her way to attack a conservative student organization that stands for the principles of e pluribus unum, which, of course, is the Latin phrase out of many one, free enterprise and liberty. It also goes to show that we are making a significant difference on these campuses. The left gets very troubled when we as conservatives actually play offense and we go to places that they have always previously dominated.
0: So, Charlie, give me some good news on what's happening. I, I, You know, when I was talking to your guys uh, in Chicago, one really struck me, and I spent a few minutes with him uh, by himself afterwards. Uh, He came up, and he he shook my hand afterwards and said, thank you. You know, your support really means a lot. And his eyes teared up. And he said, I have been uh, targeted by my school, and I had to go into a special class, uh, and I have been ostracized because— I am a conservative. And he said, no one is standing up. He said, and he was really a kind guy. And he said, I just really want to give up at times because it's just so hard. I just am so alone. To give me yeah, some good so, news on what's happening.
5: I will. And so I find that the campus radicals are decreasing in size, but they're increasing in volume. So they get a lot of attention. really an unwarranted amount of attention such as Senator Kamala Harris attacking our organization, but they're not increasing their ranks. And I have evidence for this, Glenn. So the reason why Senator Harris is so upset at Turning Point USA is that she spoke at University of Nevada Arena two weeks before we did at Turning Point USA. She had a measly 300 students show up to her event. We had standing room only well over 1,000 students and we had to add more chairs in the back of the room. Overflow crowd. So a, a... Once leading contender for the United States presidency and sitting U.S. senator from a neighboring state can only draw a couple hundred students at a very liberal campus. And we're packing up auditoriums with overflows amounts of students. I'll give you another piece of optimism is that students, I'm being met more with curiosity than combativeness. There is a growing trend on these campuses where students want at least to hear another opinion. Our biggest issue as conservatives is that we don't get enough people to hear the truth that that we espouse it's not even a matter of it's not even a matter of that we need to do a better job of marketing or messaging it at times I believe we do I think actually thanks to digital and social media we're doing a better and better job of that yeah. when I you know I sent you a message of how terrific your Ukraine video was I can't tell you how many students sent that to me and complimented you and said now I have more clarity on this very complex issue and so we're getting better and better as a movement you know around that however it's a matter of distribution it's a matter of reaching students, because when we actually reach students, we find that they get uh, convicted and they get converted towards our side. And so uh, it's an issue that where students are much more curious than they are combative. And that should be a call to action to all your listeners that we need to spread our message, you know, to more campuses and more students all across the country.
0: So do you see any, besides uh, uh, besides Bernie Sanders, on campuses, do you see anybody... That is really rallying around any of these candidates. Is there a, a Barack Obama in the in the the mix here that we're missing? Because they all just seem crazy radical. That don't don't appear to be anybody that can connect with anyone.
5: Hard to disagree with that. The two candidates that I that I've been talking about for months, and people thought I was a little a uh, little on the fringe when I said this, but I, I said Senator Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg. I've been saying that since May. Mm-hmm. And each each of them kind of catered to a different type of college audience. And Senator Warren, she's a college professor. You know, she she is the Woodrow Wilson of this generation, uh, who is, of course, a former Big college president time. at Princeton University. And she she wants to become the philosopher king of America. I'm sorry, philosopher queen of America. And I even wrote a piece about this where she, she believes that if you give her enough power, she can fix Society's ills. Just another committee. Just another bureaucracy. Just another pe- couple pieces of legislation that erode freedom and liberty. Charlie, He's how old are how different.
0: How old are you? Just... Um, I just turned twenty six. I want to thank you so much for knowing who Woodrow Wilson is. Thank you, thank you. Thank <laughs> I, lear-
5: you. I learned I learned about him from you and yeah. your great books.
0: <laughs> it's his, crazy, my teenagers. Yeah, um, and then finally,
5: of course, Pete Buttigieg, who is a little bit more of the, the students that think that America is too divided. Pete Buttigieg is a much more effective Alinskyite than Senator Warren. Pete Buttigieg pretends to be something that he isn't. You notice that he takes a stand against massive gun confiscation or attacking people's uh, religious liberties. He is exactly the same philosophically as Senator Elizabeth Warren. He just pretends to be someone he isn't a lot better because he's had to in the Rust Belt of the country. And I say that Senator Elizabeth Warren is very popular in the coffee room, uh, the coffee club in Harvard or the wine club in beverly hills or the or the whiskey bar in washington dc but you have to be able to resonate at the deep you know the deep fryer the deep chicken fryer in des moines and i don't know if senator warren can do that as well as someone such as you know a midwestern candidate as pete Buttigieg. heller i think there is limitations on his appeal with older audiences so those are the two candidates that have a lot of appeal on campuses senator sanders has far less Grassroots support this time around than he did last time, mm. um, and I and I do tell people though that if Senator Warren um, it does become the nominee, do not discount her at face value. Uh, you know, she there's far more socialists in this country than I think we realize. We have to take her just as seriously oh. as any other candidate. And oh, I, I, I actually find Glenn very quickly that people think it's going to be an automatic victory if it's a senator Elizabeth Warren in the conservative movement. Mm-mm. I do not agree with that. And I think she'll actually be a, lot more, be a lot more difficult than people realize.
3: Charlie, you have Glenn coming down to a conference soon in Florida. Is that right? We do. Yeah. Thank
5: you for mentioning that. We're so excited to have Glenn come down to our largest and the largest conservative student event ever in the history of the country. Uh, so wow. it's called our Student Action Summit. Uh, the website is com slash S-A-S. It's in Palm Beach, December uh, 19th through the 21st. And Glenn is uh, one of our keynotes, and we're so excited. We actually might bring out a chalkboard so that Glenn can explain how all this, you know, left-wing indoctrination and propaganda began. But these are the front-line student activists. These are the high school and college kids that are taking a beating every day. And you heard it firsthand, Glenn, of our grassroots warriors yeah. in, um, in Chicago. I have a—
0: I have a barn burner for you. I have a barn burner for you that uh, I think will will really uh empower a lot of people that are that are coming
3: and, and Charlie, I we... think you know listening to Glenn say the the term barn burner makes me wonder, Have you ever had anyone as old as Glenn <laughs> at one of these conferences? Are you concerned that they might not even? Well... No, thank you
5: well, thank so you. we, we it's, Glenn is young in spirit, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. I'm starting to be talked about like this now. Holy cow. All right, Charlie, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much and thank you for that. what you guys are doing. And hats off to sincerely. I, I was kind of alone for a long time saying, don't disregard the millennials. There, There are a lot of millennials that are not like the ones that are getting these bad names. And you are showing them, and and I I love watching your videos because I see these giant crowds uh, that you are talking to, and 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 people that that your organization is talking to, and you're reaching people, and that is critical if we're going to keep a republic. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you, Glenn. You I bet. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, uh, I'm a small business owner, and. Uh, The one thing that was really, really difficult in the early days of The Blaze is keeping a handle on everything. Because we didn't, especially when we first started The Blaze, we didn't have metrics coming back. We didn't know day-to-day, hour-to-hour, week-to-week what all of our metrics were. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. So I I can't tell you how long I worked to try to get somebody to design a dashboard for me so I could see what what was happening. Because how do you make decisions without that? Well, NetSuite finally has one. It's by Oracle. It's a cloud-based business management software that gives you the visibility and the control that you need. So the unnecessary headaches are gone from managing sales to finance, accounting, orders, HR, all from your desktop or your phone. Boy, is this time come. Thank goodness NetSuite is here. It's offering you now valuable insights with a free, guard, uh, or a free guide called Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. You can find this at netsuite.com back. I highly recommend that you try this. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. netsuite.com slash back. Get your seven key strategies to grow your profits. netsuite.com back. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Welcome to it. Glad you're here.
3: I don't know why i so worried about Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. I mean, I don't, I don't see anything destructive coming from those campaigns at all. I mean, I, you know, yes, there's this new report that Bernie Sanders uh, announced proposals will now run $97.5 trillion over a decade. But but just the 97.5 trillion. It's not 100 trillion. Right. I mean, that would be crazy. 100 100 trillion. That's too much. That's too much. 97.5 trillion. We're the richest country in the world. The porridge is the right temperature, is it not? (laughs) It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just 97.5 trillion dollars. And Bernie's setting records. And I have news for you. If Bernie becomes president, He's going to come up with some new ideas for new programs, too. Yeah, It's not just the ones he's announcing now. Mm -hmm. He's going to get all those, and he's going to get even more, because he'll come up with some new
0: idea that we have to solve. Um, Well, if we do it right, we can come up with things like Bernie Care... And then after three years, it won't be working. And so they'll have to come up with something even more expensive. Yes, of you course. that's so yeah. great. Because we, went, we already great. tried the Obamacare thing, which was supposed to be the solution. And now is the enemy. Progressivism and socialism, the gift that just keeps on taking.
3: Yeah. And I think Charlie brought up a great point there when he was talking about uh, the approach of these candidates. Because a lot of times people will say, well, he's the moderate. You know, he, the, the, she's the moderate. There are no moderates up there. There's not one moderate on the
0: stage. Okay. No,
3: there's not one. And so even
0: Tulsi Gabbard, some people, um, the, the conservatives will say, Tulsi Gabbard, she's moderate. No, no, she's not. You might agree with her, some of her policies. Oh, no. But she's, some of the other policies that she has are whack job. I think people like Gabbard because, number one, she doesn't see, hate America.
3: She doesn't hate America. She seems like a serious person. She's not just blurting out um you mm-hmm. know bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. She doesn't reflexively just hate on Trump all the time. She agrees with him on things like the Syria pullout and and, and stuff like that. So there's some alignment with uh, with some principles on the Mm -hmm. right as well and she's kind of she breaks the mold a little bit Andrew Yang kind of the same way um you know they're
0: they're definitely different profiles of candidates like Andrew Yang is a great businessman I think he would be a great business he's a great businessman and understands it I'm not sure that anything that he talks about would work but at least he understands how an economy works. Yeah, and you might not get this
3: from the debates when they're answering in thirty-second sound bites. But if you listen to Andrew Yang in long form, the guy's actually thought these issues out. When he talks about universal basic income, he understands, you know, the points that Milton Friedman brought up about it. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a. He's not reflexively throwing policies out there. He's at least put thought into he's this. Thoughtful, which you like. And mm-hmm. you look at the difference though between a Buttigieg, um, Warren, and Sanders. They all are proposing largely the same things. You know, Buttigieg has a couple of policies where he's a little more restrictive. But that Midwestern thing, and you've defined this a bunch of times with Buttigieg as he said, you know, he's a gay guy who likes the taste of Chick-fil-A chicken, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's he's willing to say that. And that's endearing, I think, to people who don't just want a socialist. So he positions himself there. Sanders is the only one who actually admits what's going on. He's saying, I am a socialist. I want to go for all these things. Yes, we're raising taxes on the middle class. Yes, yes, yes. And then Warren is completely identical to Sanders policy-wise. Except she doesn't say yes, yes, yes all the time. She avoids all those lines. Mm -hmm. She she won't say she's raising taxes on the middle class. She won't say she's a socialist. If you listen to Elizabeth Warren, she will tell you what she's advocating for is a brand of capitalism, which of course it is not. I mean, but that is what she's trying to portray. And the, the Warren side is a little more palatable to the American people than Sanders because At least they're not being—it's not thrown in their face—but Buttigieg is trying to get those same types of policies through by telling you he's the complete opposite, and that might wind up also feeling disingenuous to people.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing: Um, when Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders uh, bow out, that's when you're really going to see: do the Democrats really want a socialist? Do the the majority of them want a socialist, or? Are there enough of them out there that just want somebody who at least looks and sounds half normal and sane? And that would be Buttigieg. When Biden drops out, it'll be interesting to see Buttigieg's numbers.
1: You're listening to Glenn
0: Beck. All right, so you walk into the dentist's office, uh, you're getting a root canal, and you find yourself in the chair. Unsure whether you're about to be waterboarded or have your teeth drilled. And you know how great the teeth drill thing really is. And he says, uh, uh, you look at him and you're like, hey, hey Doc, you you have done this. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, this this might be my third time. Uh, (laughs) Do you get up from the chair? Because I do. I don't want a moonlighting dentist working on my teeth. Why are you okay with a moonlighting real estate agent to sell your house? realestateagentsitrust.com is a company that I founded because I didn't want you to have to go through the hassles that I've gone through the agents who work with us are not just uh, doing this on a lark they're serious about being the best and that's why they are the best in your area that's who we recommend the best real estate agents with the best practices in your area so if you're looking to buy or sell a house do your own homework Call or go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com, and meet with the best agent in your area today. Go to blazetv.com.
3: Use the promo code Glenn so you can subscribe and get all the shows from Blaze TV. Do it now.
0: Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. This is the Glenbeck Program. We announced uh, yesterday we are going to be doing another special, uh, another chalkboard that I think you're going to love. An update in uh, two weeks from yesterday. So a week from next Wednesday. I think it's October 30th. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, another chalkboard. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to The Blaze and uh, help us. Uh, your subscription helps us do all this research and uh, we're going to be working really hard in the next 14 days to get this done. I'll be very
3: excited. You can watch that on demand too, even if you miss it live, mm-hmm. because I won't, I won't be here that day. I'm taking my kids to Disney. Um, I'm going to be on vacation. No... And, um, and I, you know, I, I don't, you know, care about what you're talking about, but also, um, no, definitely that's a good, I've seen the, the research for this one and it's, it's pretty explosive. I'm, I'm excited to see it yeah. all come together here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but I, I know well, I'm taking my kids to Disney in a couple of weeks. Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? What do you got going on? Anything big? What do you do? You traveling at all this weekend? And any, any flight plans that we need to know about? Or where would you say you're going? If you were going somewhere, where you I'm spending
0: going? a weekend with my wife. Your this, wife. Is oh, my first, this is my first, this is my first weekend that I'm not doing business in like four weeks and my last weekend until Christmas.
3: That's great. So you got to get a
0: nice big open weekend. You can pick yeah, really anything weekend. you wanted. Mm-hmm. Probably you can
3: mm-hmm. pick anything really cool sun- that you wanted yes. to do. Okay,
0: I'm not you're not going to shame me. You're not going to shame, shame me. You. You're I, not going to shame me cuz you that's what you're trying Cause to you're do. Cuz you probably want going somewhere cool like Vegas or something, right? I am going.
3: somewhere. it's very cool. It's going that's gonna to be, be a great weekend. In Vegas uh-huh, is going to be a, uh-huh, you got lots of stuff uh-huh, you can do uh-huh, there. Uh-huh, I mean
0: uh-huh. all the entertainment, all the gaming. I'm seeing Lady Gaga this weekend. Tonight I'm going to see Lady Gaga, and I'm very excited about it. And you can't wreck it for me. I know everybody makes fun of me for liking Lady Gaga. Whoa, I, oh, adore it's t- no, it's you, I adore her. it's you. You are. I the think profile she is a of her fan. No, like I know. She, I'm not. am not mm-hmm. anxious to be in the crowd because everybody's <laughs> going to be like, "What the hell is he doing here?" But I, I am, I am a huge fan of hers. I think she this is, is uh, a
3: genius. Now there are people who listen to this show, yeah. routinely maybe for a long time, might not be surprised that you would go to see Lady Gaga. Because, number one, you've got this little artsy side of yours that comes out from time to time. You were ranked the 100th most important man in the world of art. Thank you. Uh, by an Thank art you. magazine. That's Thank actually you. true. Thank you. Um, however, it may, may have been sarcastic, but it is d- true. I was
0: also a DJ, a morning DJ, yep. that played pop until I, until all pop just was like, I can't take it another right. second. But
3: people would be surprised, I think, from the outside to think of Glenn Beck standing in an audience for a Lady Gaga show. Mm-hmm. No, have you had any requests from the I'm mainstream
0: gonna, media on this? I'm going like. to be, I'm, I'm going to stick out. Uh, I'm sure on this one. Will we be getting social media
3: coverage of this event? I want to see you. I want. I really want your wife to be covering this, but I want to see you in the audience of this concert and what it looks like. What are the surroundings? It won't like. be
0: pretty. Is anyone going to be looking at the stage, or they'll just be looking at you awkwardly? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Lady Gaga, because we, we have some f- f- fairly good seats, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. may just stop and go. Good Lord <laughs> she make, she might she might cut she might. the concert off yeah, she might she might I don't know I don't know i this is going to be fascinating I'm still hoping for a chance to uh, go back uh, go back Oh, I'm sure she's there. hoping for it too yeah I'm sure she's
3: really pumped up about that one yeah
0: well if uh if we find out uh, before I leave, I'm bringing her a gift because I have a gift that would be meaningful to her you you are like a psycho fan Look i at you. am a fan i
3: brought you it's my it's my nail clippings <laughs> what, <is it>? what? <laughs> what do you mean
0: you're bringing a <laughs> your special gift though yeah.
3: what kind of creepy thing is this no
0: it's it's a it's a piece of something from history that would relate right she would know exactly what it is i'm not going to tell you she would know it exactly what it is this and is she a, would oh my, and, and a, she would be like oh my gosh
3: did she tell you to bring this to her through the tv screen yes
0: <laughs> yes you heard her right nobody else hears that when she's singing and talking she's singing directly to me you know this is gonna be interesting I, I would like i would
3: like to see a meeting between you two yeah now my I, wife who works in radio has already interviewed her multiple times shut up um, really yes oh yeah and she never invited me uh no she she was actually specifically asked not to really uh by the management yeah. uh, of lady gaga huh. but people don't know that you know because i think you look at if you're not into pop music, which I don't really care about at this point in my life. Yeah. Um you think of Lady Gaga as like Britney Spears or Oh my gosh. It's, oh my gosh she really no. is like she's like a classically trained musician. Oh, she's brilliant. Uh, yeah. All the she's, stunts kind of like hide that, I think, but she's yeah. like you know and, and then the even her
0: stunts are brilliant. She she a, is really good at her craft. You don't have to like her craft, Right. but she is really really good at her craft. And uh, uh, I, you know, I don't I'm going to stop gushing about Lady Gaga.
3: No, I think it's good. I think you should yeah, continue I know. to go. I, think, I, I know hope, I hope very... conservative media sources out there are writing this up. Maybe a little coverage on this. You know, you never get any Shut coverage, up. Glenn. I mean, it's, it's, people you don't know, like to talk about and you. And I also... <laughs> just a little coverage I... on what Glenn Beck's Lady Gaga trip might be like.
0: Yeah. Seems uh, like a, an interesting avenue for uh, a weekend uh,
3: article for uh, media sources uh, around the nation. Uh, I'm just saying.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Do I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, let me, uh, uh, <laughs> let me, just, uh, let me just go over this story. A Tisbury School. Don't have any idea where Tisbury is, except it's in Oak Bluffs. Don't know where Oak Bluffs is, and I don't know where Tisbury is. But, uh, Stephen Nichols, 84, of Tisbury. Massachusetts? Could be. Sounds it, like it. seems to be in Massachusetts. Oak Bluffs. Is that Martha's Vineyard, maybe? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, He's 84 years old. Uh, it is, Martha's Vineyard, yes. Okay. He, well, this is why this story, this story now makes sense. <laughs> okay. This story now makes sense. Okay. Um, He had his career, he had a career with the Tisbury police for six decades. He served in the United States Army during the Korean War. He's just had his guns confiscated because he was making threats to the Tisbury school. (laughs) Now, he was sitting in a restaurant. Listen to this story. He was sitting in a restaurant, Linda Jean's restaurant in Oak Bluff, and he's sitting there and he's talking about the guy who is the crossing guard and um and uh he said this crossing guard's going in and when the kids are when the kids are you know going into school he's going to get somebody killed i mean somebody's going to grab the, some guns and just shoot these kids well the woman overheard him say that and she immediately called the police and Wait. he said no that's that's not what i so what was he saying? He was saying that like be- somebody's going to come and shoot these kids, because people are not the school. Whatever the school safety guy is not doing his job, right? So he's—I mean, it's not a great way of phrasing it, but he's just complaining about the security. Right. Guard. He's right. saying the security is bad, and this, this, right. this—what uh, do you call it—the the security guy for the school is not doing his job, mm-hmm. and. When he doesn't do his job, somebody's going to come and shoot these kids. Well, the waitress heard that. She called police. Police came. He said, I didn't make a threat. I was stating a fact that I think this guy should be fired. He's dangerous. They went. Unbelievable. They uh, revoked his, his gun license and took all of his guns. He asked for a receipt. He never got a receipt. He's a Korean vo- War veteran. And a police officer, you said, for 60 years. And a years. police officer for 60, six zero years.
3: Now, it, again, how is that legal? We have a Second Amendment right and a First Amendment right. Okay? He can say what he wants. He can, uh, he can own firearms. <clears throat> how is it legal without due process to take all of his weapons? They don't have to bring him to court and, and try to figure out whether he did something? Is it through the red flag law situation? How are they doing this legally?
0: I don't know. And I'll say. I mean, if you're, it, I mean, it's it's Martha's Vineyard, so and, I don't think you have a lot of helper there. Right. Like, just nobody cares. Because nobody but cares. Because
3: Martha's Vineyard is also the place that Barack Obama just bought this like nine billion dollar house, and it's it is very liberal. And, I mean, yes, very very progressive liberal, socialist. Very rich. very rich and very very uh disconnected from the rest of the world. It's an yes. island if you don't yes. know. And it is a super ritzy island and I would think that these things are only going to get worse when you have a former president, you know, having a home there, right? Like they're going to be super restrictive on all of these things, but you'd think the police officers who worked with this dude for 60 years are a good chunk of that. Well,
0: they, the police officer did say he didn't charge him with a felony. What felony? Felony for what? This this is what the old guy said when I was in the United States Army, it wasn't just me. It's anyone who's in the United States service. If you're on guard duty for eight hours, you don't leave that position. I'm just accustomed to that. So when I see somebody who is supposed to be protecting kids, leave the school and leave it unprotected. If you're on guard duty, you stay there. That's uh, I mean, we, we should talk to this guy. This is an unbelievable story. In. I'd love to get him
3: on. If that's the, if that really, is there any disagreement about what he said? Is there anyone saying, no, he actually said, I'm going to go and do X, Y, and Z. No. The person that overheard no, he, it. Are they... um,
0: he's never been accused of threatening school, never had firearms violation. The police have no violations with him whatsoever. Uh, he never carries a gun outside of the house. He would like his license and his guns back. The gun's uh, fate has sealed. My grandson, he said, is a manager of a gun shop in Worcester, Mass. He's going to be allowed to come down and take all the weapons from the police department and sell them for me. He, ha- he has 11 grandchildren, 11 great-grandchildren. I would never, ever, ever harm a child. He lost his wife two years ago hmm. and values his crossing jar- uh, card uh, work as a connection to the outside world. By the way, he was a crossing guard, uh, and he also they also fired him.
3: Oh, my God. For what? For what? For being can we get, critical. Can we get this guy on yeah, Monday? That's, that's amazing. I would
0: love to talk to him. That mm-hmm. is, But that's what's coming. Somebody overhears you say something, and they don't like it. There's no judge here. There's no charge here. Yeah. They just came in and took them. You should give him a call and see if he wants to go to Lady Gaga this weekend. Shut up. He probably he probably would. Would he? He fought in Korea, so we have a right to go see people like Lady Gaga. I would <laughs> have All right. Um, I want to talk to you about my pillow. Uh, my pillow, I, I honestly thought about packing my pillow in my suitcase, but my wife has already packed a lot of stuff in the suitcase, uh, and so I had to bring another suitcase. But I was thinking about bringing it. Uh, I love this pillow and i really thought you know it's a pillow and it doesn't have it doesn't have down in it and i've always loved big fluffy down pillows this pillow you never have to fluff it up you fluff it up once every day and it's it stays that way all night it's crazy it's re- i don't know how it's made but i love it my pillow you'll get a great night's sleep on my pillow right now they have uh at the website mypillow.com if you click on new radio listener specials, you're going to see some amazing offers, including their buy one, get one free offer. Buy one pillow, and get the other one free. If you use the promo code Beck, they have great specials on their sheets and everything else that they have. Their sheets are really, really good, too. Go to mypillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all my pillow products including buy one pillow and get the next one free. Enter the promo code beck call 800-966-3117, get great radio specials now, it's mypillow.com, enter the promo code beck. This
1: is the Glimbeck program.
0: You know, Charlie Kirk wrecked my weekend. He just he wrecked my weekend. That's terrible. Why? Well, because talking to him, I saw the logic in what he was saying about Buddha Judge, and I'm like, oh crap, it probably will be Buddha Judge because he (laughs) seems uh, because I've said this over and over again for two decades. It's a pendulum. You go from one extreme to the other. Remember? Buttoned up. Barack Obama never makes a mistake. Never, never, you know, he likes, what was it, arugula. You're going to get a hamburger-eating guy who just blurts it out. Mm -hmm. That's what I said when I was at CNN. And you got that one right. And we got it. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. We swing from pro-America George Bush to anti-America in eight years. Okay. I mean, you, you could go through this forever. Forever, I mean, you know, it, from from Carter
3: to Reagan, right? Uh, from Reagan to Clinton is the same thing. This old guy, and then then you get to the young, cool, hip guy, and then it's yep. back to someone who actually has the dignity of office with Bush, right. and then it's the person who doesn't like the war stuff with it's Obama. It's always this way. It goes back and forth. And back it's and forth. always this way. And so. Buttigieg, like you know, if Donald Trump can't beat Elizabeth Warren, he can't beat any of these candidates. I mean, Elizabeth Warren is specifically designed for Donald Trump to win against. That she is the perfect I do agree. candidate.
0: I do agree.
3: I, I he can anyone can win this election, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not saying he will definitely win. It's not a home run, and I think no. Charlie's right. But she is she is a grown in a lab perfect candidate to run against Donald Trump. She because is because he a,
0: be. she is Hillary Clinton. Uh she is a school marm. Uh she is uh arrogant, somehow more she's disingenuous a, than yeah, Hillary even. Yeah, she's she is uh a socialist. I mean, her policies are just massively destructive. I mean, and she's it, much more radical than some of the other candidates, you know, like she he, is Biden is, without admitting it. Yeah,
3: Biden is no moderate, but he's also a regular liberal democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the difference. That's the scale they're looking at. Buttigieg, who you know, also could easily be defeated by Donald Trump in many ways, but he presents a much more difficult matchup because he's everything that Trump isn't, right? He's, he's the pendulum swing. Exactly. He's much, much younger. He's uh, obviously, uh, you know, he's very well-spoken and precise. He speaks mm-hmm. in intellectual terms sort of like Obama did. He's generally um, quiet and kind. I like Chick-fil-A. Right. He's, you know, obviously, uh, you know, he's... He's got the intersectional
0: uh, sort of variations that the left seems to like so oh so much. I mean, can you imagine if you disagree with him if he was president, oh, you will be anti-gay. You're a homophobe. That, like, that's what it would. That's just, all it would be for four or eight years. I just You're don't a think a 55
3: percent ma- marginal tax rate is acceptable. You hate gays. That's the entire that's, media it's for is. four freaking years. It's yeah. going to be agonizing, right? But you'll have that somewhat with uh, with Elizabeth Warren. You hate, you women. hate women, right? Who's the the whitest white guy? I guess that's Biden. Yeah, and then they'll have to. They will. Ha- they have very little to say on that front. But sh- he will run a vice president that hits intersectional lines, so they can blame that on us. So, like, ah, uh, you know, I actually uh, don't think the post office uh, should be, uh, uh, you know, funded at these levels. Why do you hate Tulsi Gabbard and, and her her gender and her background?
0: Well, brutally agonizing. Buddha Judge may be the kryptonite to Trump. How does Trump remain Trump? and take him apart because uh, because i firmly believe this is one of the reasons why impeachment is happening all they're trying to do is get you to a point to where they can say do you really want four more years of this kind of tire you out yeah they just want to wear you out and so you're just like i just can't do another four years i just want somebody normal and buddha judge is that that swing of the pendulum that people would look at and go well he's kind of like me and you know he's different and and he's be the first gay president boy that that could be a tough matchup
1: you're listening to